This is the Financial Coconut, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. And I'm Timothy Mazier, Editor-in-Chief of Blockhead. Join me and the crew on our weekly Friday segment as we filter out the noise in the crypto space and keep you updated on the ideas that actually matter. This is Blockcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another week's episode of Blockcast. I'm your host for today, Ryan, your substitute financial coconut sitting in for Reggie as he has some matters to attend to. Hi, and I'm Mark. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Blockhead. And this is Timothy Mazier, uh, managing, managing editor at Blockhead. Uh, this is Bosley coming in to chime in and get some uh, to learn from everyone. All right, cool. How's everyone doing today? Doing good, doing good. It's been a good week. Nice. How nice. about you guys? Buying coins. I made some uh, ridiculously lucky uh, calls a few days ago. I decided to dump a portion of my Tesla shares and put it into like Palantir and then like it just pumped by 25%. Um, Damn. It, it, I, I don't want to brag, la, but yeah, I am kind of bragging. La, so like, you know, it is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would brag if it was a 25% pump. I would. You know, it, it, it was, it's more luck than anything else, guys. So like, you know, better be lucky than smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true, that's true. Hey, when, when, did, when did we last uh, speak to Boss Lee on the show? How long has it been? Mm, maybe two weeks, two episodes. Huh? Only two episodes ago? Well, it feels like very yeah, long. Yeah, time flies. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, okay, I think so the crypto not, not space much changed, time la. flies super fast. <laughs> Metaverse okay, timing. Yeah. So what have you been up to then? I think recently, most recently, been exploring BRC20 and uh, uh, going in depth to see how exactly it works. Like, like the, and, the, 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 the Bitcoin, and playing around. Bitcoin and NFTs, is it? So you know about BRC20. Yeah, the ordinals. Uh, yeah, yeah, ordinals. So yeah. Uh, ordinals is the social uh, view on uh, the uh, BTC blockchain. Right? And that's where you can see all the NFT uh, like kind of stuff. But BRC20 is the token version and uh, it's on uh, ordinals. Lah. So from there, people can create mean coins and start the typical speculating. And we stuff. should totally do like a primer on how to mint Bitcoin NFTs. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should uh, so do that. Initially, there was, uh, well, we might, we might, might sidetrack away from this, but we need a different episode. It's, uh, they call it inscribed, lah. inscribed Bitcoin NFT. And they call it digital artifact. Otherwise, mm. the Bitcoin Maxi will feel very hurt. <laughs> so to, to try not to use like NFT they, because they are feeling the vandalism on the chain right now <laughs> with all this. Uh... <laughs> so I was speaking to some friends la, that are very into BTC one, like they are like BTC only, like this kind of you know, nice, friends. And nice. uh, they're feeling like you are vandalizing my chain right now. <laughs> so just a curious question, right? I know that you need like an Ordinals compatible wallet, first of all, and some BTC to start, right? In terms of gas yeah. gas fees, right? Like how does it compare, right, with uh, with with ETH? So right now, because of the spike, right? So uh, two weeks ago, the chain fee was around three to four dollars. Right now, average about fifteen to twenty dollars. Wow. I okay. mean, compared to ETH, is uh, I, I mean, if you are coming from Ethereum gas fee, you don't feel the pinch, lah. But mm. if you have always been on BTC doing 
P2P peer transfer, suddenly you will feel the pinch. Right. And, and then in terms of just for the benefit of our audience, right, in terms of listing these NFTs or trading these, right, like, like what are the marketplaces, you know, do, do people usually go to? Unistats. Uh, U-N-I-S-A-T-S. Unistats. Uh, okay. Unistat. I know yeah. there's, there's Gamma so, uh, as well, right? Uh, there are a few. There are a few Initially, right? there was no marketplace. Everyone was doing uh, OTC. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a uh, pretty hard call also, uh, so when they do OTC. But right now, there's a marketplace. And uh, I feel it's fun. Uh, there are new things added. But I do not think it's easy to gain adoption yeah. because it's, it's still quite complicated. I mean, say, like, like you said just now, you need a separate wallet address. It's not your typical Bitcoin address. Uh, so Bitcoin address has uh, several different standards. And the one that we need it to work with Ordinals is that has this improvement called Taproot. Uh, so when you create a Bitcoin wallet, right, you, you can select. So you must correct the correct one. And there's another problem of, uh, unless you look into it and if you do not understand, because the NFT, uh, okay, digital artifact or the token, right, is created on chain. Yeah, I, I, and, that, that, that's uh, actually really interesting to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's on chain, right, every individual stats, one stats is a very, the smallest unit of a Bitcoin, right? So today, if I want to send, let's say, uh, $20 worth of Bitcoin to you, I might accidentally send part of my ordinals to you. Then my ordinals will get destroyed. I see. I see. So it's not that simple. That's why they are saying that uh, you need to have a different wallet just for your ordinals. Got it. And yeah. that wallet is just for storage. You cannot send like payment out because you might accidentally send your parts of your ordinal out or your right. token out, right? You no, lo no longer can form to become uh, your digital artifact or the NFT. Right. Yeah. So, so, so the adoption is not, not easy. La. Yeah, I'm just very curious, right? I was wondering because you know, there have been some attempts to kind of, I mean, I think back in 2014, 2015, Bitcoin NFTs or, you know, digital artifacts, <laughs> as we call them now, like, like why, why, why are we seeing it, a renewed interest in this uh, area at the moment, right? Is it, is it because of the new, I don't know, I don't know. It feels like a, like a, like a breakthrough innovation, right? Like, you know, with uh, the ordinal style NFTs. And how, like you mentioned, that they can you can, you can mint on totally on chain uh, directly to Bitcoin. Uh, there are several schools of thoughts. So if you are, you know, uh, so, so someone like me, right, a bit tacky and uh, like in, interested in all this, I feel that hey, someone found a breakthrough la, on the BTC chain, like on top of doing just uh, payment transfer before and the store of value, which is the only goal, right? Previously, right now you can do a lot more stuff. Mm. And uh, people see that you can start to build application on it. So that's the fun part. Then uh, there's another school of thought will be, this is more of the, because some countries, those smaller countries, I think we had this uh, small discussion before in other episodes that uh, they embrace BTC, right? So for example, El Salvador mm. or other smaller countries, and they're using it for maybe payment. Mm. When you have a bunch of DGENs here trying to spin up, mean coins on BTC chain and jack up the gas fee, right? So these people who are using it for the real use case will have a problem because they are transferring their payment and they will have an increased fee. Uh. Yeah. So that's quite painful for them. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I am on the, um, you know, Bitcoin maxi school of thought. Uh, you know, I feel as if, you know, we really don't need this kind of utility for Bitcoin. Uh. You know, it serves, it serves enough purpose as being seen as an alternative to like, you know, the current banking systems. And that's all we need at this point in time in terms of narrative. But that's my perspective. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Uh, I'm wondering about BRC20 meme coins. I mean, this was a topic that thought about discussing today. So I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite happy that we're 
talking about it anyway. Since we're here, guys, we yeah. might as well talk about it. <laughs> but then we didn't have that much knowledge of it in the first place. But it's great that Bosley knows so much. So if you could tell us a bit more about BRC20 meme coins and like what's driving that and, and why. I mean, is there is there a need for it? And uh, yeah. Oh, I think uh, right now meme coin season. So everyone is trying to find uh, <laughs> the next 100x. So... Uh, Ethereum gas fee are getting out of control. Uh, so with the mean coin season, of course, you mm. can flip quite a bit, right? Like what's happening with uh, Mong, Pepe, and mm. even uh, things like Turbo. Yeah, man, Pepe. I mean, um, I, I don't know what's real- reality anymore, no, honestly, guys. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Maybe you should have uh, so and uh, invest in mean coin. No, I'm joking. You know, I think I, 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 I feel as if yeah. like, I need to do it, you know? But like in, in terms of just, you know, like like the, the liquidity for like, you know, like say these BRC20s, right? Like is it like, what was it like at the moment, you know? I'm not quite sure about the numbers, but I'm quite certain that it is uh, definitely building up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because if you can see, so let's say Ethereum, right? A lot of people are trying to launch mean coins. Some are scams, some are proper, some are just trying out stuff, right? So the pump and dump uh, and the gas starts to go up. You need to move to another place. Mm. Right? So let's say you move to Arbitrum, Polygon. All these are like old things. Uh. So BRC20 is something new, right? And the gas are not expensive. So people hop over. Uh, that's one of the things that people do. Uh. And there are also users over there that can experience new things. So for example, someone like me, I'm also into BTC, but I'm not exactly like a full maxi. So I'm willing to try out, right? So you have new audience over there willing to join the game. So right now it's all mean coins. All mean coins, like really all... There's no decent coin on it, right? All meme token. And, um, As it should be. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's the one that is driving traffic, driving volume, driving the chain fee. In fact, the miners are making more compared to like two, three weeks ago. It's a plus, la, but there's also a painful part, like I said just now, where the gas fee goes up. The real world use cases are sort of like affected. Yeah. Then people are also countering this with, hey, that's lightning. But lightning is not that simple also because I have been looking into it setting out a lightning wallet that are custodial and non-custodial and you need to set up different channel. And because lightning is sort of like, a, to me, uh, to put it in a simple way, it's like a side chain to uh, BTC, right? They also inherit some of the gas component. That means if uh, BTC spike, it, they, are, they are just still cheap, but they will also spike a bit. So um, people are looking at scaling solution uh, for mm. uh, BTC. I, I think the plus positive part is the, the BTC crowd or uh, the dev, all of them sees this, they know exciting stuff, application can be built on it, but how are we going to scale it, right? Because uh, we have this problem of real world money transfer that is kind of being affected. Okay, so so just I guess for the benefit of our audience, right? Like if I wanted to mint a, a ordinals, like a, a, a BRC20 like, you know, NFT, right? How, how would I do that right now? Like, what are the, are the simple steps? So right now, the easiest process, you can get a Audino wallet. It's a Chrome extension. It's a website. It's a marketplace. So they created an extension. They call it Audino wallet. So you just go to the site and you can set up the wallet and you can use it. It is also a marketplace. So you can see the Audinos, the BRC token in it. Now, this particular Audino wallets is not open source. Uh, Unistats is the one that is open source. It is also a Chrome extension. It also has its own uh, marketplace. Uh, so these are the two uh, that I am using. I mean, there are a few others, but these are the two I'm using. And uh, if you are interested to see the BRC tokens, uh, their market cap, uh, 
uh, their chart kind of like the Coin Gecko or the CMC. It will be BRC20 uh, Space IO. If you Google this, right, BRC20 Space IO, then you will see. It's a Great. very simple listing site that someone made. And that is where you can see all the meme tokens. Uh. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not a trip five person that is into average charge, so I'm not very good at that. But right now, there is... Uh, uh, because there are several marketplaces and the price is not efficient. So a token might be selling 50 cents on platform A, on platform B is selling 60 cents. So there are opportunities there. Lah. So these are the few tools, or rather uh, the first two are the wallet, then the third one is the tools for you to monitor the different tokens. And the fourth one is actually called Mempool. If you are just a speculator, you don't really care about all this. When you are buying, you will also have to key in the gas price, right? They will recommend like uh, low, mid, high. You just go for high la, because you are just speculating. If you are interested to see all the transactions and all, then uh, there's this site called mempool.space. This kind of like the Etherscan. So Etherscan is for Ethereum, right? So mm -hmm. mempool.space is actually for, it's like an explorer for uh, BTC. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Look, looks like I have to give it a shot after this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You can launch your own also. Uh, BRC twenty tokens. I think twenty five dollars. You uh on one of the platform you can launch your own. Like for example, you want to launch the uh blockcast. No, no, no. I got twenty one million. I got a better uh, idea, man. You need. We have the Reg yeah. Then uh yeah, the Reginald token, uh, Reggie's face. <laughs> you you should launch it and try lah. Maybe some of the audience will buy. <laughs> then I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty can, sure TFC uh, listeners and uh, TFC staff would buy. I will buy. Yeah, Reggie's uh, face with different hairstyles. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So where would you mint these uh these tokens again? Uh, so today, if you want to, if you want to mint uh, uh the blockcast token, you can go to the same two sites that mm. I share with you. Yeah. So I think under Ordinal's wallet, under the inscribe tab, yep. then uh, then you can uh, inscribe from there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, like 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 Mark said, I think a Reggie token will gain more traction. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do that right. also. Totally do that. Yeah. Oh, oh. I so I play around. I also inscribe. The ticker can only be four character. Like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 eight or uh, A B C D P P P P E meme M E M E. Yeah. So it can be only a lot of the four characters have been taken up. So you need to be very creative. So for oh, example, wow. KPKB, this kind of stuff also taken up already. It also taken up. Yeah, a lot of this funny stuff all taken up. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll move on to the next story. Lah. This is uh, a report that I wanted to discuss with you guys, I think like two weeks ago or something, but we didn't have an episode that week. So it is about the Andreessen Horowitz A16Z State of Crypto Report. This is its second State of Crypto Report. The first was published May last year. A lot has happened in the past year. I mean, since then, there has been so many crashes, but despite all this, if you look at if you take a look at the report, you would have the impression that the the, the whole industry is going great. Well, I mean, put it this way, la, uh, If you have you guys seen the report, I mean, if you have, if you guys have read it or the audience has read it, right? It is. 
unusually, I would say like, even for like, you know, like uh, people like us, right? It seems incredibly bullish on crypto. <laughs> I have a take on this. Uh. So A16Z, we, we need to know that, or at least we, we A16Z is super vested into the crypto scene. Uh. So it only makes sense. How, how do I say this? Because they are very vested, right? So, uh, they, they so have first a very of strong all, incentive uh, to do that. Yeah. yeah, they have a strong incentive. And to be very honest, I feel that this re- report is n- not for us. Uh, so if you see what they are doing together with Coinbase, they are actually you know, rubbing shoulder with the all these sending dates and all this trying to lobby and try to get the crypto into the right path. Mm. And uh, though this report and all is just showing that, you know, despite bear market, you know, everyone is continually building technology. The focus is on technology innovation. It's not on price. Oh, this, but this is my personal take. This report is not for us. It's for them to, you know, showcase, put on the table, PowerPoint slide. I mean, they, they need this to do well, uh, put it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah, essentially so it's, like, a, like a little pitch for companies who are looking to step into the cryptocurrency battery scene to say like, hey, you know, we're doing good. You should come in and give them business, that kind of thing, is it? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a venture capital firm that, that you know, backs big tech, basically. And they want to attract more funds more money into the space. Mm. Um, so, you know, they paint a very rosy picture of 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 the industry, um, of its growth, of its broader adoption, more development going on, uh, more startup funding, more social mentions. So also just, just ba- basically greater um, awareness. All these metrics are but somewhat questionable the way it's all presented. Mark, you, you, you've read Molly White's blog post on, on, on this report. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, like, uh, so, so just to kind of, like, before we get into the report, I mean, just, just to give, give the audience some numbers, um, one of the key things that they moved away from from their previous report was that instead of using price metrics, they, you know, conveniently remove price metrics and then I think they just based it off global crypto market crap. So they pulled data from, like, CoinMarketCap um, and, you know, they are calling for, like, a 270.9% increase in the crypto market cap across the next year to about 3 trillion. I mean, these are just ginormous numbers, in my opinion. And you have to wonder like, you know, like right now, where is the money coming from, right? So that's the first thing. I mean, among, among some of the more outlandish things that, have, that they say in this report, it's still pretty much touting the same narratives as before. Like, you know, Web3 is going to be the next iteration of like the internet, uh, you know, comparing Web1 and Web2. But I think what is interesting here is that a lot of Web3 is still an aspiration. Okay, so that is something that you know, we hope to see. And it is, you know, in part, like, you know, I think that there are things to be hopeful about, but, you know, I think it's important to know that we are not there yet, right? So, like, when, when if, you, if you do read this report, I think that's one of the things that people should bear in mind. And this is other nugget here that I found really interesting. What they did was that, you know, so in discussing, like, I would say crypto's environmental, the concerns around, like, the, I would say, like, the electricity usage around minting, trading, cryptocurrencies and transactions, for example, right? YouTube is a benchmark. So what I mean by this is that the point they made was that Ethereum uses less electricity than Bitcoin, right? Which uses less electricity than global data centers, which uses less electricity than YouTube, right? So I, I just found it a really strange benchmark here. Like, you know, you're essentially removing... Because ETH was always compared to, say, Bitcoin in terms of like get of like electricity usage, right? But by bringing up another non-crypto real-world example, you know, they're essentially changing the goalposts here, right? It kind of, at the end of the day, that it still uses a ton of electricity, okay? So by, by bringing in like, you know, like a, a non-crypto example, um, I, I guess it's kind of like a way to detract away from, from that point. Yeah, 
I, I just found it really, really strange that they would they would use YouTube the amount of electricity like that YouTube uses as a as a benchmark in this, in this report. <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought they sh- they should benchmark against the banking industry's electricity usage, right? If that's what it's supposed to replace. And then there's another point here about how like Web three games are going great. Any of you, any any of us here playing Web three games in the moment? No, no. <laughs> and I also want to touch on this point. <laughs> I think Web three games adoption is hard. Yeah, maybe not now, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I've always had, had pretty strong views about, about Web3 gaming, you know? I mean, I, I guess it, it depends on how you can expand your, your definition of a game, la, but uh, I've, I mean, you know, you say examples like Axie Infinity, but it, it always seemed more like microfinance businesses to me la, uh, than, than actual games, yeah. Mm. But then again, like, you know, I have been said that my points of view here are pretty elitist because, like, as long as someone derives some sort of enjoyment, then who am I to say what's a game or not? <laughs> not, not? Not just enjoyment. I was just reminded <laughs> uh, of the fact that last year, everyone was talking about Axie Infinity scholarships. Do you remember that? <laughs> if, yeah, you, if you can't afford yeah. to play the game, you can get a scholarship. And, <laughs> to uh, play the game. Yeah, to play the game. And then, you know, basically you give back, like, 40% of your earnings to the foundation that, that has provided you with these characters that you play your games with. What the hell? <laughs> So I think all in all, like, you know, like uh, I, I would say that not everything in this report is obviously like, you know, I mean, I, I am being very critical about this, but I am also reading this report from the context that Anderson Horowitz is, they are like essentially like, you know, like what the biggest name in crypto venture capitalism. So that, that is one part of it. Like when, when a report like that comes out, right, you know, everyone would take it seriously and then it would be also like, you know, widely propagated. Okay. But I think that you know, it's also important to know that like, you know, when viewed in the context of who is writing it, obviously there's a sense of like, they would be biased towards optimism, right? But I think the tone in which this report was written, the optimism is unbalanced and it also doesn't really fit well with the general sentiment around crypto, around Web3 and around, you know, like um, the industry at this point in time. So I think therefore, when they release something like this, you know, you, they, you would see some pretty strong reactions on online. And that's what has happened. I mean, you just have a look at it, right? You, you feel that you're still in the middle of, of the bull market last year, right? <laughs> It's, yeah. all, it's all hypotheticals and hype. And then like, you know, any criticism regarding that, the, the answer is very simple is, you know, we're still in the early days. You know, there's a long, long way to go. I mean, very like long we've, way. we've heard this time, time again for the past few years. I mean, it's quite like you said, uh, Mark. Like, the 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 tone and the language used in this report, it feels a bit like outdated. And uh, I mean, like, if there's anything to kind of like leave, right? It's like you know, like uh, yeah, they're predicting a three a three trillion market cap for crypto. I think within the next what couple one or two years is it? But yeah, so so some gaudy numbers like that, lah. It's uh, it put that in the report, and you know, like if you guys are interested, or if you're feeling down and like pessimistic about what's happening. Go read this report and then you'll feel better about yourself. That is how we're <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So for our next story, we're gonna be talking about how Leandro Lopez, a pretty well-known fashion house in the recent year, has come up and is dipping their toes into crypto. And their current campaign known as um Where to Earn is essentially pushing and allowing their users to receive around 2000s worth of US dollars just from walking, right? So Leandro Lopez, if for the people who don't know, are one of the fastest growing fashion brands in 2022. And they are starting to kind of dip their toes into cryptocurrency and are trying to leverage uh, blockchain tech and trying to introduce their new tokens and a new cryptocurrency-based infrastructure via this dollar Lopez token. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, you know, like what, what actually really stands out to me about this is that 
Um, this, this, this tech isn't new. For example, it started with Stepen, S-T-E-P-N. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. It, it actually was walk to earn. quite the quite the rage, you know, like all this like run to earn, walk to earn uh, 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 projects. What is interesting to me is that they are doing, they are, they are thinking about doing this in this climate, right? So at least like from my experience, you know, working with brands and on the marketing side of things, right? There was a point in time when launching an NFT or like, you know, like uh, slapping a Web3 element to, to your brand would generate, you know, really healthy and positive PR buzz. So it's like, you know, you don't, you don't need to pay for a PR campaign, just, you know, commence work on like a Web3 project, right? And then bam, you get that the marketing and PR value from that was really good, especially right smack in the middle of like the bull cycle, right? But then now we reach a point after like one year of like crashes and scams and bad shit happening, right? A lot of the mainstream brands, they just don't want to touch this space for a while simply because of the negative press that is surrounding it. So it is, it is quite surprising to me when I see a brand doing it now. Like, I mean, like they must have some sort of insight that we don't. Yeah. What do you all think? Ryan, I mean, personally, I'm not familiar with, with, with this brand, but how, how has the reception been? Because I also thought that blockchain related wearables were kind of dead on arrival to begin with. I mean, yeah. uh, I was also pretty surprised when I heard about this news, like I think it was like a few days ago, like just yesterday. So far, the what the brand has been doing is I'm very sure this is like a marketing thing where they're trying to just you know uh, push the name out because right before this what they were doing was they were signing a bunch of celebrities to or like getting them to endorse it so they had uh Floyd Mayweather they had uh Takashi 69 they had yeah, Future drop all of shit them you know yeah. yeah they're just giving them shoes making <laughs> them wear like apparel recording obviously stage like Instagram stories and stuff like that just to push the brand. So I'm pretty sure this is just one of their like marketing gimmicks where Wait, they're so, trying to so just they, push they, the they got out. these celebrities to push the, the project or to just push the brand? Uh, Push the brand but simultaneously like name dropping about the project. Oh, so so they, they were like Floyd Mayweather was involved in talking about this. Um... Yeah, they were like, you know, uh, check out Leandro Lopez, you know, they, they're, they're, they're really good. They've been supporting me, you know, Damn. that kind of thing. And blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, these guys don't learn, never learn from like what last time, like the whole FTX thing, then crypto.com got like Matt Damon and then got like Tom Brady. You know, I think Tom, Tom Brady was like, you know, like uh, FTX endorser as well or some shit like that. Yeah, you know, I think like, he was. <laughs> But it, it is it is the standard playbook, right? Like, you know, like you launch a web or NFT project and then like as brand marketing and then you like, you know, like get celebrities to get and market that. I, I thought there were some issues with that as well, right, Tim? Like there's some... Floyd, Floyd Mayweather was involved in a in a crypto scam lawsuit like together, yeah. No, together, yeah, that's together right, that's with right. Kim Kardashian and a bunch of others for pr- promoting Ethereum Max. This yeah. is not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay, well, I mean, like, uh, if it's anything, it's made me kind of take notice of Leandro Lopez. I'm, I'm definitely not the target market, but like, you know, like it's, you know, I guess that the PR is working in that in that sense. You know, I, I am I'm now acquainted with like what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even like at, in the conclusions, they've mentioned stuff like, oh, what they're doing now is to basically just, they're farming in a sense that, you know, uh, they're getting people to like buy digital uh, artifacts and stuff like that, NFTs, so that they can boost profits and they can open more physical store locations and that kind of thing. So so how, how, do, you, how do you farm with this brand's products? So you get these tokens called Dollar Lopez and you can receive them through their wear, wear and earn program. Mm. And they essentially give users a fixed amount of tokens for every thousand steps. Also, like when you're wearing their products and you walk, 
then you get yeah so the there is there is a microchip within the shoe something okay. like that there's a there's a microchip <laughs> within the shoe and every thousand steps they will give you a certain amount of uh tokens and stuff and the app also has like it, it's, it's like a game it's like there's challenges there's like bonus systems and there's also like leveling systems wow, that when dude. you add up in total it gives you to about Two thousand US dollars a day if you shook man right and stuff. I yeah. mean, it, it sounds great, but isn't this like you, you get dressed in the morning? It's already like such a drag for me, and now <laughs> I got to think about like financial planning in relation to my outfit. No, that's that's you, bro. I I I rock up a bit, you know, like ready to <laughs> spread sunshine to the world. <laughs> I, I I wonder if anyone has done the numbers on uh, you know, what is the break even for purchasing the, this this line of 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 clothing with a uh, you know how much you need to wear and and walk. To, to make your basically your outfits well, I'm, I'm free guessing, like, it might actually work out in like you know like more walkable cities I mean like you know like if you look at you know cities in the US some of them are actually pretty walkable uh, in Australia I mean Singapore is a bit tough at this time like, because of the weather like, you know you, you won't catch me walking anywhere I'll just be sitting put in my <laughs> aircon very typically <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Ryan. Do you do you do you do you do you own any like you know like Le- Le- uh, Leandro Lopez stuff? No, I don't. It it's yeah. also very new to me. That's fine. Okay. Well, I guess I guess on, on that note, um, I guess we can wrap today. You know, like it's been a great great conversation. Uh, certainly learned like you know like like a number of things. Uh, that were new. I'm definitely going to try minting like a BRC twenty token. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Reggie meme coin and the Reggie meme coin, Reg- and I will uh hit a boss Lee. Hit a boss Lee for like a tutorial. Yeah, he's a pro here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay okay. tuned. We, we yeah. should do it. Uh. Maybe you want to do either for TFC or Blockhead, right? video or like how to create a meme coin mm-hmm. or yeah you know on brc20 or is it on like you don't guess it's too expensive to demo you can uh, do it on polygon it's very easy if you are going through a tutorial like uh, step one step two step three takes about one hour and you have your demo meme coin out there awesome i think that that, that sounds like a good content idea if you look yeah, into it would be interesting uh, for the audience to see uh, like sort of like on top of just buying right right now you are the if you want, you can be the creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm very curious to see how many like TFC or Blockhouse listeners actually make their, their tokens and what, what they look like. Yeah, you know, this is very like like garage meth meth lab breaking bad feel to this thing, you know. I, I don't know whether you guys am, am I allowed to say that on there? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, ignore me guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah with, with that i guess we'll, we'll catch you all uh next week you know thanks see y'all later hey coconuts so yes uh i hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear right we're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors, I mean, eventually you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments. And if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff, then that is where we're trying to cover, but not from the angle of like, this is good, that is bad, but really trying to see it from like, what is happening? How is it developing? And I hope you find this useful and interesting, right? So if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space, check out blockhead.co. And then we will see you next week.